Happy Easter. Happy Easter. It is good to see each and every one of you. I mentioned this a few years ago at this very Easter service, but since a few things have happened since then, I want to repeat myself. And a few things being a once in a lifetime pandemic and a war in Europe that's unprecedented since you know, the last 80 years. Black Christianity in the US has a rich tradition of portraying Jesus as a trickster, as a trickster. I have heard countless black preachers describe Jesus's death and resurrection as a sly operation that ultimately brings the devil up short. It goes loosely like this. All throughout Jesus's life, Satan used every fiber in his being to undermine God's radical, gratuitous love, climaxing in a final victory, Jesus's death on the cross. And Jesus's death was convincing. Imagine when the news got to the devil at about 3 p.m. Jerusalem Standard Time that Jesus was dead. My work here is done, he said aloud to his minions. Imagine how large and festive his dinner was that night and how self-important he felt going to bed and waking up the next morning and hopping on his Peloton and hearing his virtual trainer said, say, I knew you could do it, Satan. You finally did it. You finally defeated Jesus. And that euphoria for Satan lasts all day Saturday. But early one Sunday morning, before the break of dawn, Jesus gets up with all power in his hands, having broken the bonds and chains of death, traveling to the depths of the grave to deliver from the grip of the deceiver, not only all who preceded him in death, but all who will follow him in death. Imagine Satan's crisis communications meeting after he found out Jesus tricked him. I thought you were dead, Satan says with a fist raised at hell's version of CNN. This overlap of death, resurrection, and trickery is most likely borrowed from the West African folktale that eventually became an African-American folk character, Br'er Rabbit. And many of you have heard Br'er Rabbit stories. In one folktale, just to give you an example, Br'er Fox captures Br'er Rabbit and promises to barbecue him. Br'er Rabbit begs the fox by saying, whatever you do, Br'er Fox, don't fling me into the briar patch. Barbecue me, but don't put me in the briar patch. In a comical string of scenarios, Br'er Rabbit says to Br'er Fox, 
Do whatever you want to me. Skin me, tar me, tear my eyeballs out. Just don't send me to that briar patch. And what does Br'er Fox do? Y'all are already nodding. He sends Br'er Rabbit into the briar patch. And just as Br'er Rabbit is still within earshot and just outside of his hunting range, he shouts out to Br'er Fox. I was born and raised in the, in the briar patch, skipping merrily on his way. There is a playfulness to the discipline of outwitting adversaries and captors, tricking the foxes of death, hell, and the grave is a spiritual gift. They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've put him. As soon as she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. It is not unreasonable for St. Mary Magdalene to suppose or think, or in some, in some translations, mistake Jesus for the gardener. Since when read in context, this story takes place in the middle of a garden. Jesus is resurrected in a garden tomb. The distance between the garden and Golgotha is so insignificant, and we discussed this on Good Friday, that both traditional sites are inside of Jerusalem's Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And even more astonishingly, Jesus' crucifixion takes place atop the place of the skull, Calvary, Golgotha. And tradition asserts that the skull in question is that of Adam. Yes, that Adam of Adam and Eve, two people to whom God entrusted a garden, but who ended up facing exile from their delightful former home. What even Adam failed to cultivate in their own garden, Jesus cultivated through a life of stories, relationships, and meals. In his healing of the sick, he teased out that pain does not have to have the final word. In his use of parables, he releases a natural fertilizer that is only activated through puzzlement, confoundedness, and a, re and a realization that no matter how many answers we'd like to seem confident in, the God who loves us can, can often only be perceived when the GPS is malfunctioning and we don't know which way to turn. It is then, sometimes, and only then, that we bump into someone and in our grief and distraction, mistake them for the gardener. But I can't end without saying this. Mary's first instinct
that the friend and teacher she loved is some nondescript horticulturalist is the Easter instinct. That's the instinct of resurrection. Mary Magdalene senses and is spot on that God in Christ is kneeling next to us, nail beds and hands replete with dirt, digging through the old creation in search of the new creation. The crucified and risen Christ, especially in John's gospel, is playful, joyful, mysterious. In this story in particular, Jesus' resurrection body can somehow veil itself from recognition and in other stories, and I'm just listing two here, three here, it can walk through closed doors. Doesn't that say something mysterious about God? And that's a sermon for another time. When we close the door, God can still get in. Enjoy breakfast. Why are you eating after the resurrection? Third, he miraculously fills net with fish. Three distinct stories about the playfulness of God. This is a playful God, a trickster who is both known and unknown, seen and unseen, comprehended and misunderstood. Mary is willing to use her fear to draw her deeper into the mystery of resurrection, even if unintentionally. In the fear chapter of this here flesh, Cole Arthur Riley writes the following, quote, I believe fear has the holy potential to draw out awe in us to lead us into deeper patterns of protection and trust, to mold us into people engaged in the unknown, capable of making mystery of it instead of terror, end quote. This, my friends, is the good news of Easter. Even fear even trickery, even the most unimaginable of complexities and the most complex of imaginations have their place in this garden. Amen.